Hi, I'm Summer and I'm in T4. Hi, I'm Jackie and I'm in T3. Hi, I'm Anna East and I'm in T1. And you're listening to Versus. So welcome back to the podcast. Today is our very special Thanksgiving episode, and we're going to be talking about everything related to Thanksgiving. So the history of Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about the traditions around the world. We're going to talk about how you can survive this upcoming Thanksgiving, which is literally right around the corner. And we're also gonna talk about my personal favorite segment, the Thanksgiving turkey pardoning, which has been a beloved American tradition for years. So the thing is that the turkey um thanksgiving the whole the whole thing has been very how do you say like glamorized story you know you're you're in first grade you learn about how the pilgrims the native americans had this like really holy thanksgiving it was all like beautiful everyone's sitting down at the table you know eating that food and that's like peace and harmony between you know the white settlers and the native americans and you know, that is not exactly how the story goes at all. If you've taken any history class, this would be very obvious. But a lot of people don't actually know what the story itself is. So um, I'm going to tell that story. Let's go back to September in 1620. So this is like a long time ago. I'm not going to do the math, but it was a long time ago. A ship called the Mayflower, you may have heard of it, left Plymouth, England um, for religious reasons. You know, the religion was not being... Um, respected in England so they decide to leave and they're coming to the Americas so this ship is carrying like a hundred passengers so not a lot of people on this boat and they're religious separatists trying to find a new home at the time like United States was called the new world so they come and they land on um, they cost Massachusetts Bay and they land on Plymouth Rock so that's a very commonly known story So they were Puritans and this was a very brutal winter for them. You know, they had traveled a long time on this boat. There's like scurvy, all these contagious diseases. A lot of them die, which is really, really upsetting and sad. So as you can tell, this is kind of like a very big symbolic trek for these original passengers. Those who lived ended up seeing the spring of New England. And around that time, the settlers, they come onto the shore And they get a visit from the Abenaki Native Americans who greeted them in English. Now, I'm not exactly sure how they knew English. I'm sure there have been settlers before that kind of had somehow taught them. But basically, throughout these months, they are kind of living in this area, not necessarily with the Native American tribes that were there, but they were in the region. A lot of these pilgrims are very weakened. Like, these white settlers did not know anything about this new land. They didn't know the territory. They didn't know the weather. They didn't know about malnutrition because at the time, like, science was not really a thing. This one member of the Pawtuxet tribe, pardon me if I have a bad pronunciation, called Squanto. Squanto taught them how to basically cultivate corn and the agriculture of this land. And he's helping the settlers forge an alliance with another tribe called the Wampanoag, a local tribe. And what's interesting is that this like kind of treaty between the settlers and the Wampanoag tribe would actually go on for almost 50 years. So there wasn't a lot of harmony between the European colonists and Native Americans, but Thanksgiving is actually the symbolism of this peace treaty. So in November of 1621, 
So there was the first corn harvest, which is really symbolic because at the time there's not a lot of like corn. And obviously these people didn't know how to farm corn. And so Governor William Bradford of this tiny New England colony organized a celebratory feast. And he invites a group of the Native American allies, including the Wampanoag chief, whose name was Masoit. And that is what we call the first Thanksgiving. It was this really peaceful kind of alliance. And the thing is, they probably didn't eat like mashed potatoes and gravy and biscuits, but it was like the first official record of the Thanksgiving. Yeah, so then following that became what's known as the second Thanksgiving, which was in 1623. And they had this really long drought and it threatened the year's harvest. So what happened was they fasted. They had a religious fast that lasted days and they actually had more than one Thanksgiving where they would have a feast and then they would go back to fasting. That's what became known as a second Thanksgiving celebration. And then following that, during the American Revolution in 1789, George Washington issued the first Thanksgiving proclamation by the government. And he said that us Americans have to express our gratitude for the happy conclusion of our war for independence and the successful ratification of the Constitution. So he designated days, actually more than one day for Thanksgiving. And as, as did uh, John Adams and James Madison, who were presidents after George Washington. So not all states actually made Thanksgiving into an official day, but in 1817, New York became the first of several states to adopt an annual Thanksgiving holiday. Every state actually created a Thanksgiving holiday until later on, and the American South remained super like unfamiliar with this holiday and it wasn't really a thing for them until much later on. Then in 1827 there was this writer who was um, she was a writer and magazine editor named Sarah Josephia Hale and she launched a campaign to establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. So she tried for 36 years actually by publishing editorials and sent letters to governors and senators and presidents and so many different politicians. And she became known as the mother of Thanksgiving based on, because of all her hard work to make Thanksgiving a real holiday. And finally, he heeded her request and he made Thanksgiving a holiday. He scheduled Thanksgiving to be the final Thursday in November and it was celebrated on every year until 1939 when FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, moved the holiday up a week. Yeah, there's Thanksgiving. And what I find so interesting about this is that you mentioned earlier that like the South didn't really know what Thanksgiving was. And I'm very proud to be a New Yorker because we established the first um, holiday of Thanksgiving, which is, I agree, to be the best holiday. Yeah. So, Our lovely home state established Thanksgiving. We're the first state to establish Thanksgiving. So yay, New Yorkers. I know. And the thing is that, like, I'm also from the South. And I think mm -hmm. that it's so interesting that, like, every part of the U.S. has different, like, Thanksgiving traditions. Mm -hmm. So, like, what do you, like, what do you and I think of, like, all these different traditions? Like, I don't really know all of them, but what do you think? 
they all sound really cool. I, I just wanted to bring up something from earlier was this like idea that there were like two Thanksgivings before. And I'm just wondering why we don't still have that because I would be really down for like twice the food, twice the leftovers, but like Thanksgiving is kind of bomb and I would not yeah. mind if we had double the Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You guys agree, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they had those two Thanksgivings because, you know, they weren't really the same as how we interpret it. It wasn't exactly a holiday, more of being just a day where they eat a lot of food, just like a giant feast, and that was it. But now we recognize this as an actual holiday. So I think it's really cool that we have this. And like you said, with leftovers, I mean, Thanksgiving leftovers are the best. No, literally, I have always said that Thanksgiving leftovers are the best part of Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, the family's nice and everything. <laughs> but eating pie for breakfast, dessert, for, and then second dessert and third dessert, and then like a midnight snack mm-hmm. is the best thing ever. And I will not argue with that. Yeah. I think, period, that is the best food ever. And For sure. Yeah, definitely. Not even a doubt. Honestly, okay, let's go around. Favorite Thanksgiving food? I'll start, obviously, because my favorite food is stuffing. I could literally write, like, a three... I could have written my EE on this, on how delicious and how, like, sacred Thanksgiving stuffing is. I'm vegetarian, so I don't eat meat, but definitely the most delicious thing ever. Who's next? I can go right ahead. I'm not totally sure I could pick a favorite, but... I will say this, yes, 1 million percent stuffing is absolutely awesome. Personally, I think stuffing is definitely a close second, but my first has to be a tie between my yams and the cranberry sauce I like. I love it. I I always make it every year. Like the cranberry sauce and the yams with the marshmallows is what I get to make for Thanksgiving. I have to say, it's gotta be the best dish on the table. I'm not like a big berry fan, but I think like having a little bit of like cranberry sauce on something is definitely fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I completely disagree with the this like notion that like stuffing is actually good. It's really not. I'm gonna put it out put it out there, you know, you guys are kind of no, it's not right. I personally like mashed potatoes, not sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are like not it. I think like regular potatoes, like I don't even know what those are called. Like this is an attack. What? She's attacking like, our opinions. <laughs> no, but like okay, I think I would say my least two favorite would be stuffing and sweet potatoes, and I'm just <laughs> gonna say it like that. I think regular mashed potatoes are so good, and you guys just have really weird tastes. I mean, no, no, no. 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 I'm sorry, I will not be um, entertaining this discussion anymore because I'm now insulted. Stuffing is amazing. Ma- obviously, mashed potatoes are good too, but there is not the same level of like delicacy and taste um, mm-hmm. coming from the two. So, if I have to put something on the bottom, I would put the turkey on the bottom. The sides surpass okay. the one okay. billion percent. No, me too. I, I don't like turkey. Turkey is dry. He has no flavor mm-hmm. and also like I don't like birds generally but if I had to choose a bird that I do like I think it would be the turkey not to eat I think it's a funny like animal it's like it has that little like beard thingy you know what I'm talking mm. about <laughs> it's like wrinkly and it has like veins I-, I don't know but I think it's cool and it gobbles there's no other animal that gobbles a lot of like cows and sheep, they all do the same thing. They like ba, they moo, whatever. 
the turkey it's special and i think that we need to appreciate it more and we're gonna get to this topic later because i am a big fan of turkeys and i will be talking about turkeys a lot turkey pardoning yeah so why don't you guys like go ahead and like kind of say what the international versions of thanksgiving are because it's not necessarily a very unique holiday the theme of like peace and forgiveness and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah yeah well i mean i could go ahead and say that i think it's really interesting that canada has a thanksgiving theirs is celebrated i believe it's like the the second week in october it's not all about turkey not at all what's the canadian theme it's um it's not actually nationwide either the way that you know what we were talking about how it was in the beginning like in the u.s how it wasn't nationwide theirs is more like individual like people yeah yeah it's it's a official holiday in Canada, except for New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island. So the areas that are above our New England area. Mm. So it's that's really interesting, I found. And also, they don't uh, celebrate with the turkey. I feel like I'm going to probably end up saying some of these weird. But um, they enjoy something called Jig's Dinner. Jigs dinner. Yeah, a boiled meat dish paired with split pea pudding. And as opposed to having pumpkin pie, parts of Canada would serve butter tarts. And those are bite-sized pastry-filled shells with a syrupy filling. Look, I could talk a lot about Canada. Um, (laughs) And I, as a French-American, I just can't support Canada um, personally. Personal opinion, not official opinion, but and this Thanksgiving meal kind of proves that. But you know, there's other like things of Thanksgiving. I know that um, in Israel they celebrate Sukkot, which is kind of a Thanksgiving as well. It's a little bit, it's what well, is very different actually. It has, um, it's more, cele- it's celebrating the same like themes, but it's very different um, methods. Uh, and then in Korea, they have the, oh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. I'm so sorry. It's the Chuseok Harvest Festival. So it's celebrated on the 15th day of the eighth lunar month. I don't know what day that is, but again, same Thanksgiving traditions of re- emphasizing respect and commemoration of elders and all that good stuff. And they have traditional rice cakes. They have taro soup. They have mushrooms and lots of freshly harvested rice. So just like in the US they harvest corn, like they harvest rice. There's a lot of different parallels. And then in Ghana, they have the festival of the yams. So I have to assume this is a lot of yams going along, you know, in the food section, but they come out in the village, in the villages and they share out all their bounty and like yams are the prize dish. And I think that's really cool is um, to have all that kind of like good food i think that's what's universal is that thanksgiving isn't just about like respect and sharing and you know the harvest it's also about like food like that's the biggest thing about it and there's no other holiday where food is like the main component the feast it's that's really that's really what it is and you know i'm not sure about all but a lot of thanksgiving celebrations have to do with the pilgrimage of their people and the feast that came along with it Food is a really big deal. 
I agree. As it should be. I mean, I don't know. I just think, like, food is so underrated. Like, all this, like, diet culture and everything, like, y'all just really hating on, like, food. Food is so good. And I think we should just, like, promote eating because eating is, like, awesome. So, yeah. This is no longer versus. This is just a food eating channel. So, yeah. Send us your food recommendations. Yeah. That is what we're doing now. We'll turn into a cooking channel. Here we go. All done. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this next segment. But before we get into this segment, I'm going to give you guys a little history of the turkey pardonings. Okay. So the turkey pardonings are a very big tradition of the United States. Um, you, it actually dates back to Abraham Lincoln. So Abraham Lincoln, this is not the official. He apparently, there was like some dinner going on for Thanksgiving and he accidentally pardons a turkey. It's like, oh, like I forgive this turkey. Now the thing is that, yes, he pardoned the turkey. He then proceeded to eat the turkey. So I don't know how much of a pardon that was because usually when you're saying, when you're forgiving someone, you don't like eat them seconds after. Um, I mean, that's cannibalism, but you know what I mean. You get what I'm trying to say, but that's where this tradition starts. Okay, so then fast forward to the Reagan administration where he kind of um, makes it the first like official thing. And then before that you had um, President Truman who started the holiday tradition you know, officially at the White House being like, this is a tradition. It's not gonna be like televised or publicized, but like, we're gonna do it. And then Except Truman, this is kind of interesting. He received the turkeys as gifts, but he didn't pardon them. He just like said he was going to and then didn't, which is like really mean because like the turkeys didn't do anything. And why would you say you're going to pardon a turkey if you're not going to? Yeah, keep your word. I know. Really this is ridiculous. He's so unreliable. What a so shame. Outrageous. Yeah. Poor, poor turkeys. The poor turkeys. And then President George H.W. Bush, um, created like the formalities of the turkey. I don't really know what that means, but I guess there's like a ceremony uh, that kind of like happens so that the turkey doesn't end up on the president's table. So this is where like the official, like they put the pardoning and they put the not killing together and they made it turkey pardoning. Yeah. So fire like tradition right there. Okay. Sounds great so, to me. I know. Every year, the president has a turkey. Usually, they have, like, a turkey and then a backup turkey, and then they pardon them. So, then we have this amazing new tradition that is born, and it's happened every single year. And today, actually, President Trump pardoned two turkeys. Um, they're very cool. Uh, corn and cob. So I love NAs, the name. I know. The names are so fabulous, I can't even say. So, NAs, tell us about corn. So, um, corn hatched July 2nd, 2020. He or she has a height of 32 inches, a weight of 42 pounds, a wingspan of 35 inches. Favorite snack. And this one's good. Sweet corn. Yes. The name. So, um, personality wise, very, very chatty. Mm -hmm. I mean, we love that. Favorite sport, college football. I mean, I would like to disagree. I, I don't feel the same way. Yeah definitely are better sports but you know what let corn have his opinions favorite pastime 
is storm chasing. That I have sounds no fun. clue what that is. That's so dangerous for a turkey, especially. Yeah, I know. He could get hurt. You only live once when you're a turkey. Yeah. So. Travel goal would be to go to the Iowa State Fair. And Ooh. you know what? Maybe. And fitness goal would be, and this one's interesting, perfecting the high jump. Hmm. Interesting. Uh huh. So, I mean, corn is definitely cut out to be the turkey. Let's hear yeah. about Cobb. Yeah, I can, I can say a thing or two about Cobb. Corn shared the same birth date. They're both born on July 2nd, 2020. Oh, I wonder if they're twins. Wait, hold on, maybe. <laughs> Cobb, weigh, um, Cobb weighs 41 pounds. He is 31 inches tall, has a wingspan of 34 inches, and his favorite snack is soybeans. All right. Oh, this is, this is uh, very interesting. Cobb's personality type. Type A. Oh, all right, Cobb. Favorite sport is pickleball. Interesting choice there. Uh, favorite pastime is puzzles. Oh, how fun. Travel goal, visiting the DC monuments. I hope when he uh, was parted by President Trump in DC, he got to see some of the monuments. And his fitness goal is biking across Iowa. So what's with all this Iowa stuff? Both of these two... Uh, turkeys mentioned something about Iowa. I don't. Maybe they're like from Iowa. Yeah, I don't. Maybe. I, I don't probably want to go there. I don't think they've been there. I think something about Iowa, like something humans just can't see. You know. Yeah. yeah. Very special farmland right there. Iowa must be special to turkeys. Okay, so drumroll, please, because I'm about to reveal who was selected to be the honoree of this year. Um, so the honoree was, you can put that sound effect in, Corn. Yeah. So they're both being pardoned, but Corn is like the honoree. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Okay. Corn gets the, uh, Corn gets the credit. Corn gets the credit on the cob. Corn gets the clout. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at us making all these puns. Okay. So now it's time for... Our top five favorite turkey pardons. Woo! Okay, coming in at number five. In 2016, we have Tater and Tot that were pardoned. I'm just saying that purely for the name. There's not really like a story. Yeah, they were like your average turkey. I love the name. I love Tater Tots. So they're in at number five. Okay, number four. Um, In 2002... Katie, this is a big break for the feminists, the first female turkey pardoned. She really broke the greatest glass ceiling, I believe. I mean, a female turkey in the White House. Before Before a a female female president. Very interesting for our democracy. Very upsetting, but also good for Thanksgiving. So we have some records right there. Now for number three, we have the 2005 turkey whose name was marshmallow who sent to disneyland live oh my goodness how amazing and they serve as the honorary grand marshal of that year's thanksgiving day parade wow 
that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Just I know. Say. They were ambassadors to Disneyland and they lived at Disneyland. They literally, that is, that's awesome. That is the dream for any turkey or human. Well, Marshmallow was sent to Disneyland live. That's amazing. Good for Marshmallow. I know. Very, very cool. Okay. So coming in at number two, in 1987, we have Charlie. And Charlie wasn't really a special turkey or anything, not very good looking, but he was the first documented pardon turkey. So he gets to place number two as the best turkeys. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we're going to say the name of the, um, what's it, what's the year? Number one. And in number one. Number one, 2014. Cheese, an alternate bird, Mac. Mac. Woo! Like mac and cheese. I know. So basically, just to kind of quickly explain, like every turkey has an alternate. So usually they'll do like match matching like turkeys. <laughs> but these, I'm sorry, I did a lot of research on them. They were the most beautiful turkeys I had ever seen. Cheese and alternate bird Mac were beautiful. They were great. They looked gorgeous. They had these long like feathers, white feathers. They were amazing turkeys, and I really just gained a lot of respect for the turkeys. Yeah, shout out to them. I mean, honestly, good for them. I the know. Name choice. The name choice was. Honestly. Yeah, these names are really great. I know. Literally. Oh, these so, were some of Obama's birds. Interesting. I know Obama had some really great turkey pardonings. Yeah. And so that concludes our 2020 segment of the top five turkeys from the U.S. turkey pardonings. And so what we're going to do now is wrap up. We're going to wish you a really happy Thanksgiving. You know, visit your family, be safe, be COVID healthy, um, all that good stuff. Have a good time. Have a good time. Take a break. Eat food. I know we have homework, but we we really got to, I mean, I have homework, but we got to take a break, you know, get some rest. Like we've said, eat food, but we have a break right now and we got to use it. Exactly. You know, try not to stress too much about politics, about all that good stuff. <laughs> Just really relax. And who's going to close this out? Uh, can I say one more line? Yeah. Okay. Um, and one more thing just for anybody to keep in mind. If you're having extended relatives over or anything like that, do not talk about politics. No politics at the turkey table. The turkey table is sacred. Leave it for the food and happy memories. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next time on... Versus. I was just tearing up, honestly, sitting in this corner listening to you guys speak. It's something special, you know, something really <laughs> close to my heart. Thanksgiving, um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite vacations. Wait, oh my yeah, as if you were paying attention. Uh huh. I was, I was. I mean, the meatballs were really good. Summer, you love meatballs, right? Okay. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, come on, please. All right, we know I can stop the recording. You're not a vegetarian. I. Mm-hmm.
What kind of attack is this? <laughs> what is this? What is 